Whatever, do, do, yeah. Wings with friends. Ah, wings with friends. You got to get the wings to be with the friends. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Wings with Friends. I'm your host, Mary Upchurch, and I am thrilled to be here with you today with a fantastic comedian and pitmaster, H2O, water polo coach. Like, you do a lot of things. Please welcome Dave Williamson. Hey, thanks, Mary. I do. I have a lot of uh, hobbies that I've uh, somehow convinced people are professional <laughs> so I can write stuff off on my taxes. I'm, I actually write a good amount of meat off on my taxes because uh, I create so much barbecue content <laughs> and my accountant told me it was OK. So and then That's water polo, fantastic. you know, you could, it, it's a good little side hustle. I love water polo and I would uh, hang out at the pool watching and coaching for free but it's a good little like part-time job to to do something i love and give back to the sport and the kids but um it all it all somehow i I figured out a way to make it all work for my comedy career so smart and i'll tell you i have seen some of those briskets i'm like that's a lot of brisket briskets aren't cheap (laughs) so you're writing them off yeah good for you that's the truth but the thing about brisket is you have to cook more because you're always going to want leftovers and you're always going to have neighbors and, and guests pop in when you're cooking a brisket. So there's, and, and for whatever reason, man, it's hard to cook a brisket perfectly when it's too small. Like a lot of times they cook or they sell it and it's just the flat, which means the leaner part of the brisket, which is fine if you're just doing it in a slow cooker or some other way. But a true Texas barbecue, low and slow brisket, you got to cook the whole thing. And you could find some smaller ones like 10, 12 pounds, whatever. But you got to have the whole, what they call the Packer brisket, the Packer cut, because it's got all the fat on it. And then the fat, even if you don't like fat, it makes the leaner part better because that fat renders into the whole thing. Whereas if you try to just cook the small piece, it dries out. It's really hard to keep it from trying out if you cook too small of a brisket. It's about balance. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I'm I'm super impressed that you have a chicken wing podcast. And I'm embarrassed that I haven't done it before now because – I got to tell you, barbecue is the thing I lean into the most now. And yes, there's like, I smoke these wings that we're going to talk about today. So barbecue and wings go hand in hand. But truly, my first passion in food was in college eating chicken wings. That was the first thing I got super passionate about finding like the best wing places whenever I traveled somewhere. Well, awesome. Yeah, I know when I first met you, it was right before the pandemic. I had taken a trip to LA and you were so gracious to let me uh, on your your show that you do in El Segundo. I had the best time. It was a great audience. And I remember talking to you about it there and you're like, yeah, I I love wings. I'm like, I got to get you on the podcast. So that worked out really well. I also love the, I also love the Phoenix, um, comedy community so uh always always happy to support phoenix comics when they come out to la thank you so much yeah it's fun um i kind of i feel like i have a comedy hangover today because we were doing a little festival at stir crazy comedy club and um just like a good time just talking to people performing networking and hanging out so it's so cool seeing everybody again man i've started popping around la again too and it's just like that's like i was lucky enough to actually get do comedy more than most people throughout the pandemic and yes i did miss comedy but a little bit of a break was kind of nice but um but the thing i miss is just see and i've seen some of my better friends but i haven't seen like you know the 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 other people you know so it's been great running into people and seeing people and realize how much i missed everybody yeah um i feel really pumped to like 
like create, like go write, work on jokes, um, you know, keep podcasting and doing all that. So that's really good. Um, you are also a podcaster. You're the host and founder of the Meet Dave podcast. So appropriately named. Tell me a little bit about that. How does, how does that work? Well, you know, I don't know when this shift happened, but a couple of years back when I finally decided I was going to teach myself how to cook barbecue properly, I just really leaned into it as a hobby. So, of course, my Instagram photos started reflecting that even before I knew how to make a good, you know, rack of ribs or anything that even more or less tasted good uh, or tasted good, more or less looked good. But I thought I was just happy I was doing it, you know, so I was putting pictures up. And so I, I started noticing that when I go out to the club to hang out, whereas usually you would have the same cliche conversation running into comic friends like, oh, you going up tonight? You've been on the road lately? You know, whatever. Nobody wanted to talk about comedy with me anymore. The The connection point was people were like, dude, I saw those ribs you posted last week. How long do you cook those for? What kind of smoker do you have? Is that hard? You know? And I was like, man, people really want to talk to me about barbecue, you know? And I wanted to talk to barbecue people about barbecue because I was learning. So I, I really wanted to, um, you know, uh, uh, go meet people when I would go to restaurants. I wanted to have an excuse to be like, hey, can I interview you or ask you stuff? So I just realized I really liked talking about it and learning about it. So I was like, well, let's make this podcast. And then the name Meet Dave just was simple because it was literally me meeting people, you know, so it was an easy pun to make. And I love puns because I'm a dad joke kind of guy. Talk about building a brand. It fits so well. And I think it's so authentic and it's so you. And that's, I mean, people, people love that. Like that's the content we want is like real people doing real things that we love to do. So that's why um, having your spice rub is such a natural kind of extension of that whole thing. Tell me about this new spice rub. I just, it was the number one question I would get um, people messaging me on social media would be like, what kind of rub do you use? What kind of rub, what kind of rub? Give me some rub suggestions. And really that if you just want to, to be like bare bones and use coarse uh, pepper and uh, I mean, kosher salt and coarse pepper, 50 50 mix like that's all you really need for the most part now you can get fancier than that and most places do get fancier than that and they sell their own rubs or you could find a rub you really really like there's this dude in phoenix actually that makes a really good rub that i like uh brady's it's called um like his is one of the rubs that i that i am like man this really really nailed it you know um so there there are rubs that if you find it but most people when they're asking me like, what kind of rub do you like? Like, I don't know if my taste is going to be the same as your taste or whatever. So it, I would usually just tell them how to make it. I go, look, go 50, 50 salt and pepper, but it's got to be the right kind of salt and pepper. You can't use table salt where it's too fine and you can't use just, you know, like really thick pepper and really fine salt or vice versa. It's got to be kind of distributed equally. And then, um, you know, just mad scientists together. Cause if I'm doing pork, I like to put more paprika in it. So it's more of a reddish color. It looks prettier on the, on the bark. You know, I like to throw some pepper flakes in there. So maybe every two or two, like, I don't like it when something's too spicy all the way through, but if you just have a few pepper flakes on there that every like three bites, you get a, a good bite, a pepper flake. And you're like, Oh, a little zing on that bite. So there's just things like that. You know, if I'm doing wings, sometimes I'll throw some like Italian seasoning in there. Um, sometimes, you know, it, it just depends what you're in the mood for it. So the rub I made was basically when we would go on the tour bus, when I was lucky enough to tour with, um, uh, Bert Kreischer throughout the pandemic. And then, you know, we were doing theaters before the pandemic, you know, I can't bring 
my cabinet of 40 rubs <laughs> with me on the road. So I would just make a generic rub of mostly salt, pepper, and then I'd mix in a few of those other things. And then that's what I would use. And as we'd go on the road and I'd start running out of it and I acquired other stuff as we'd go, I'd kind of mix a little of that, a little of that. So I'd always have this one shaker that I would use for the barbecue. I would use if I was making a salad. I would use if I was cooking steaks, just anything. It was nice. it was the, the all-purpose seasoning I would use. So I just made um, a version of that and, um, and decided to produce it because so many people hit me up and asked me. Yeah. So now, now instead of explaining a recipe or explaining that whole long-winded explanation I just gave you, <laughs> I could just put a, um, a, I just put a link on there and go here, buy this. Awesome. So where can we get it? Uh, it is up for sale as of five minutes ago on my website, DaveWilliamsonComedy.com. Uh, you could pre-order it, but I'm going to have them by Wednesday. So I'll start shipping them out starting later this week. And I'm going on the road uh, starting Thursday. So I'm driving across the country and back uh, performing in barbecue restaurants for two months. So I'm really excited to have it as merch to sell because I think, man, it's like the days of T-shirts and CDs, like, yeah, it's, it's, it, we've been doing that for years. So I'm, I'm really like excited to have something that I'll be like truly honored when they buy it. And like, I'm like, Oh, cool, man. Like, let me know how it goes. If you like it, you know, it's like, it's going to be kind Give of Give us some merch we can use some merch we can taste, you know, that's, yeah. uh, that's perfect. So DaveWilliamson.com. Um, I'm going to drop this podcast episode today. So it'll be right in line with your tour. Where oh. are some of the places you're going to go on this tour? So this Thursday, uh, I kick it off in San Diego uh, at a place called Cali Barbecue. Um, and then uh, Sunday, I legit hit the road and start heading um, west. And I'm going to go. To, I'm sorry, heading east. I wouldn't get very far <laughs> heading west from L.A. Uh, heading east. And so then we'll be in Fort Worth, Texas next Wednesday. Then I go to the Memphis and May Barbecue Festival, where I'm going to be doing a free set in the festival um, for at Central Barbecue's booth. And then I'm going to work my way up towards uh, – Boston, uh, and then back down to Ohio, through the Carolinas, Georgia, Mississippi. I'm still putting some stuff together in uh, Birmingham and up into Indianapolis. I mean, I'm going all over the place, eventually cutting over to Colorado and then down towards the tail end to a place that you suggested. And then I checked into it and it worked out. Little Miss Barbecue in Phoenix. I will be uh, doing one of the last tour dates there over to Bakersfield, L.A., done and the last day of the tour is the third of july in la just in time for everybody to have a nice fourth of july barbecue and celebrate the end of the tour dave i'm so excited i'm so excited so jealous that sounds amazing and i'm so glad you brought up little miss barbecue you remembered because i kind of felt bad i was like oh let me tell you what barbecue i like in phoenix but they really are amazing and they're amazing yeah. people um and they, they make, I think they make their smokers. They've had to adapt. They're, they're just a fascinating business and they treat people so well. So I just, I love Little Miss Barbecue. It's so important. It's such a big part of barbecue too, compared to, um, yeah. you know, other genres of food is the, the, the customer service and the respect of what it takes to, to, to cook something, especially like I know what it takes to cook a brisket in my yard and I have people over and I want to do a good job or whatever, but when you have customers that you're cooking for, those people, they're not just coming in the morning, opening up an hour early to prep the kitchen and start cooking to order. They got to get there the night before. 
cook all night long. Someone's cooking and watching shit and making sure it comes out right. And then when it's out, it's out, you know, like you can't really, if barbecue is the next level, the dedication and the respect I have for people that pull off a successful restaurant. Yeah. I think it respectfully sums it up because it's, it's not cheap. Um, and like yep. you said, so much time and love and energy goes into it. Um, I, by the way, I went to Memphis in May for the music festival a few years back and it was like one of the oh, no best way. weekends of my life. Like awesome. saw so many great bands went to Graceland. Like I'm just, I'm so excited for this tour. I can't wait to watch it on Instagram unfold. Um, I'll make I'm sure eating chicken wings now, as we're talking by the way, if people hear me chewing into the mic. <laughs> some people like that some people don't um but we're gonna talk about those wings i'm so pumped for this tour so get your um uh, spice rub at davewilliamson.com and make sure you uh check out that tour it's coming to a city new near you okay let's talk about these wings because you really went for it i know i picked the right person for this <laughs> tell me how you made these wings after you take that bite <laughs> mm. that was a big one okay Make sure I don't choke. All right. Please don't. So I like to take the, the party wings. And um, first of all, I give them a nice sprinkle of, uh, of my rub, right? So get them nice. And, and you could always over rub something more than you think you can because it's not like you're salt and peppering something that you're about to put straight into your mouth. It goes onto the smoker and a lot of that's going to burn off. So you can go a little bit more um, you know, aggressively than you think when you're, when you're uh, rubbing something. And then with um, poultry, you cook it a little bit of a higher temperature than you would with uh, beef or pork, like low and slow. So I, I went to 275 on my rec tech with these. And uh, I threw them in for half an hour at the 275. And then a half an hour, I flipped them on the other side, uh, which isn't super necessary, but I just, you know, it's kind of fun to do. Um, and, and it keeps them more, a little bit more uniform. And also just visually, you get the grill marks on both sides, you know? So then I do that for another half hour. So then after they've been in there for an hour, this is where I feel them out. This is where I kind of look. If, if they look like they're pretty good, I pull them. If it looks like they need a little more time, I give them a little bit more time. It's where I take a little bit of liberties around the hour mark. So at some point, though, around there, I take them out. I put them in a pan, and then I sauce them. So you brought up the Chick-fil-A sauce earlier. I love Chick-fil-A sauce just in general for, like, dunking or putting on my sandwich when I go to Chick-fil-A. But what I found out was – I really like it when I put it on something and use it as like a, uh, as, as like, you know, like you would like base like your, your, your ribs and sauce. So when it goes back into the smoker and it congeals and hardens to the ring, that's, I mean, that's what Chick-fil-A sauce goes next level to me. Now, if you don't have Chick-fil-A sauce, I do, I'm a big honey mustard fan as well. Cause I went mm, to college yeah. in Alabama and I, I discovered the wonders of honey mustard. So, and then obviously some barbecue sauce, whatever sauce you like, that's when I toss it in the sauce. And then I throw it either back on the smoker if I think it needs to be um, uh, uh, cooked a little longer. But at the very least, what I do is I crank my grill up at that point yeah. and I uh, get it real hot. And I just throw them on for two to five minutes just to, to get a little a, a little, uh, um, you know, gristle on there. But uh, um, but more importantly, it crisps up the skin because yeah. in the smoker, if you just go straight in the smoker, the skin's a little chewy. Yeah. So I, I like, I like a little, I like when they're a little dark around the edges, um, mm -hmm. just visually, but I, I think that more importantly, it just overall crisps up the, the, um, 
the skin. Some people have little tricks they use too, where they um they they put olive oil on the skin and things like that to crisp it up. There's a lot of things you could do. Hold up a wing for me. Let me snap a photo. Oh, you got it. <laughs> I think uh, it. yeah. <laughs> That's so good. Um, baking soda sometimes, like a. Oh yeah, I've heard that too. Them. Yeah. Um, yep. I love a good double grilled, double baked or smoked and then grilled and the, or fried and then baked, you know, like kind of that double uh, energy is really good. Um, so I think we'll call this episode like meet Dave's Chick-fil-A smoked Chick-fil-A. Yeah, something that's that's good. That is good. So now, Mary, are you more of a flat person or a drumstick person? I was going to ask you the same thing. Um <laughs> I'm a flat. I'm a flat. So I, I like both drumsticks and flats, but yeah. I prefer eating the flats because you get, if you know how to do it right, you can eat very efficiently. And when I was in a college and we would order like hundreds of wings from this place called Willie's wings, it was all about who could eat them the fastest. So I learned how to do this. Purist clean the bone really fast. Boom. Yeah, you're you're uh, you're an officer and a gentleman, Dave. That uh, <laughs> that's 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 how you do it. Well, let me ask you. Let's figure out your wing constitution. I've got uh, six questions here for you, and we'll figure it out. It's more like a personality test, if you ask me. Um, I have strong opinions. I have a feeling on these questions. I love it. So, first question: um, Are you a drummy or a flat? Flat. We just addressed it. Yep. Okay. So. Let me write that down. Okay. Do you dip in like blue cheese or ranch, neither or both? I'm a ranch guy. Okay. I like a nice, um, these are my favorite. If I go to a restaurant and there's a huge selection. So I like something that's dry, like a lemon pepper or, or something like that, or like a garlic Parmesan, something along those lines, and then dipping them into sauce. And ranch would be my go-to sauce. Um, but you know, if they have some sort of honey mustard, I have, there's this place called bad bones barbecue mm -hmm. and he sent me some sauce and one of his sauces is a uh honey mustard barbecue sauce really good i like that um little miss barbecue has oh, a good, and then, uh, oh, i'm sorry but then my other, my other my other go-to my other go-to also i'm sorry i i didn't finish my thought i'm this it's very <laughs> important stuff we can't leave anything out so my other favorite go-to is if you're somewhere in the south where they really know how to do honey mustard right is you order honey mustard wings so wings, you know, tossed in honey mustard, but then you get a side of ranch and you dip the honey mustard wings into a ranch. Love that. Yeah, that is good. That is good. Um, well, that was my next question. Do you prefer a dry rub or a sauced wing? And it sounds like yeah, it's dry I, I rub would, too sauced. Yeah, I think that's the way I would normally go. Because when I sauce it here at the house, I know like I, I don't sauce them last. So it's not dripping in sauce. I sauce them and then put them back on the grill. So it just adds the flavor. Right. Like a but I don't like it when it, in, yeah, I don't like when you get it at the restaurant and it comes dripping in sauce because it's just too messy. And, you, and it, 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 like it makes the, if there's breading or, or the skin, it makes it too soggy by the time you get to the last wing. So I'd rather dip it in the sauce myself. Yeah. That's fair. Do you, um, do you eat the carrot, uh, the carrots and celery? Uh, when it comes with it, neither, both, or what? I will eat those, but after I eat the wings. Okay, you'll I'll eat, eat both. The, I'll, I'll, I'll eat the wings, and then I'll start eating the celery and the carrots to stop me from ordering another batch of wings. <laughs> okay. 
I feel like we've covered all of these questions, but I, I think the answer is smoked because the question is fried, baked, grilled, or smoked for your wings. Ideal. Well, I have to go smoked out of principle, but I will tell you my favorite wings on earth are from a place called Sports Grill in Miami, Florida, and they do theirs grilled. And their, their specialty wings are called special grilled. And uh, it's just whatever seasoning they use, it's just really heavy. Um and then they, I don't know what they do, man. They just cook it real hot and fast on the grill, but they are fantastic. Great you spot. Know, you mentioned Italian seasoning on wings, and I keep thinking about this one wing I had once, and you could tell they were marinated with like a basic, like the Italian dressing, but then they yeah. were grilled or fried, and then they were tossed in like a buffalo sauce, and you could still taste that little zing of the Italian, and I just... It keeps coming back for me. Um, my last question. How many wings can you eat? Not should, but how many wings do you think you could eat? Well, I think I could eat uh, as many as someone dared me to. I'm a pretty prolific wing eater. If I don't, if I'm doing it for a reason, like if I'm, you know, if I got to make myself sick, I could put down a lot. Now I would say the most documented wings I've ever had was one time in college, my I had a, a buddy named my buddy, Harry from high school. He went to university of Illinois. He came down to visit me at Auburn. Right. So we go out partying one night. We're all banged up the next morning and I had a water polo scrimmage. So I had to drag my ass out of bed and go play against Georgia tech, uh, this water polo scrimmage. So we were going to take the Georgia tech guys after the game to this place called Cheeburger Cheeburger. So I pick up Harry, we go to Cheeburger Cheeburger. We're eating our hangover, you know, off. And they had a, a pound burger challenge. So me and Harry look at each other like, should we do it? Like, let's go for it. So each got a pound burger. And the hard part about eating it was it was a greasy diner burger. So like the middle of it was like still raw and it was just dripping grease all over the bun. We both ate that whole thing and got our picture up on the wall. Right. So now we go home, we're hungover. We've eaten a gross pound burger and I played water polo that morning. So I'm just laid out on the couch, a wreck. We're watching whatever terrible movies were on USA Network at the time, right? So later on that night, I look at Harry, I go, hey man, I'm kind of hungry again. He's like, me too. I go, let's order from Willie's Wings. He goes, all right. So in college, this place, Willie's, you could get like six wings for five bucks, like 24 wings for like, you know, 12 bucks, or you could get a hundred wings for like 22 bucks. It was like, the, value. the price scale was ridiculous. <laughs> so we used to always just be like, well, we're ordering Willie's, we might as well get a hundred. Then we'll have leftovers, right? And normally there's like four or five college kids come in and mooch and you eat them all, right? So we order a hundred wings, all different, you know, flavors and all this stuff. And, me, and they show up and just me and Harry are there hung over watching the original Mortal Kombat movie on USA. <laughs> eating wings, eating wings. Next thing we know, we look down in the same day that we both ate a pound burger and got our face up on the wall. I looked down, I go, Hey dude, we only got nine wings left. <laughs> oh, I, go, wow. I go, we got to finish these. He's like, man, I don't know if I can. I go, me neither, but we got to do it, dude. Like, well, this is like the second food challenge in one day. And some wings at that point were easier to eat than others. So it's like, all right, man, we're negotiating. I'm like, all right, I'll eat three sweet and sours if you eat two lemon peppers and I'll eat, <laughs> some, you know, like we're like negotiating who's going to eat which way. And we did it. Me and Harry both ate a pound burger. And between the two of us, we had a hundred wings in that same day from Willie's wings in Auburn, Alabama. 
Oh my gosh. You know, I think that when you, when you talk about though, I'm like, you're doing water polo, you're young men. You guys probably had metabolisms that were just We like, had metabolism. Oh, <laughs> you, oh my gosh. That is, that is crazy. I love it. So I think your wing, so you didn't give me a number. So a hundred, it's a hundred. Yeah. Well, 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 it was a hundred between two people. So 50, 50? I guess. Is, yeah. I think I bet it's you could the do most that. I've known. I, I bet I could, if, like I said, I wouldn't you want to burger now because I'll get sick. But if there was like a contest, dude, I think I could put down whatever it would take to win, man. I could just keep eating wings. Yeah. And especially the way you clean the bone there. So your wing constitution, your you would be an FRV DS50 would be your personality <laughs> test there. I don't okay. I haven't done much with that, but that's all I know. That's your code. Kind of like a Myers-Briggs maybe, but just like a wing version. Because um, ideally you'd want to find, if you're a flat, you want your friends or whoever you're with to be a drummy. And then, you know, everybody knows <laughs> oh, the where yin and the yang. Yeah. Yes. Just like the fat and the meat and the brisket. 100%. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. So one, so one time in college, this was that same year, actually, I almost... <laughs> I almost had to quit eating wings forever because I had a very terrible accident happen. <laughs> so so one night, my buddies and I were drinking beers and we decided to order 100 Willie's wings, right? And we're going to chat on our wings before we go out that night. Well, I'm going to town eating flats, you know, going eating real fast. And my buddy said something funny and I giggled. And you ever, you know, like when you're drinking milk and you laugh and you spit milk out your nose? Well, I had just pulled some bones out of my mouth and I laughed and a completely unchewed deboned chicken wing went to go shoot out my nose. Only it did not make it all the way out. It got stuck in my head somewhere. Oh my so God. I, I started like panicking a little bit. And then I realized that it was a Cajun wing because the spices started hitting my sinuses. No. And I, started, I started to go blind. And, and then I, I really, I panicked for real then and I'm freaking out and I'm like, guys, I don't know what's happening. I think I'm choking on a chicken wing. And they're like, you're not choking. You're still talking. That's like a rule or something. You know? <laughs> and, and I couldn't get it to go either way. And I, I couldn't get, I like, couldn't like spit it out of my nose or my mouth. Yeah. And it was just stuck in my head. So I, I finally, I'm, this is how smart I was as a college student. I decided the way to handle it was I was just going to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I go, I go, you guys go out without me. I'm going to hang back. And I just passed. I went to a literal meat coma and I just passed out. And then the next morning I woke up and every sense of my being told me I still had a chicken wing on my head. Only now it had been marinating in there for like eight hours. No. And and I'm telling you, it was like total recall getting this thing to come out of my nose. Uh, and I, and I'll, I'll spare you the details, but I, I couldn't eat chicken wings for like a month. And then like a month yeah. later, I was like, all right, I'm going to try to eat them again. You're... Okay, I imagine I'm I'm feeling it right now. I'm kind of trying, and I imagine the way to get that out would have been to kind of like hack it out, like bring it back and then get it out your throat. Because I don't think it can come out the front. I mean, the way I finally had to do—I mean, if you really want details, I kind of do. This is amazing. I had to go to work. I was working at this. Uh, uh, it was summer session, so I had a part-time job at a, a water park in Auburn, Alabama. It was like the most redneck water park ever. So I had to go to work. So I go in, I'm, I'm in the shower and I'm kind of getting some remnants out of all different orifices, right? But the, the main trunk was still in there. So finally I just plugged one nostril and just blew as hard as I could. And in the, <laughs> and it went, and it popped out and I go, oh, sweet relief. 
but it's still like I would be at work and I'd be like, you know, uh, cutting a kid's wristband or putting a wristband on a kid's, uh, you know, uh, wrist. And, it's in there, and then all of a sudden, like a little chunk would go in my mouth and I'd be like, <laughs> like these parents are like, what's wrong with this kid? Is he on drugs? I'm like, <laughs> wing. it was a rotten chicken wing that had been sitting in my head. That's, that's what freaked me out. The most is the thing is going to go bad, you know, but. I oh. love chicken wings so much that on two different occasions in my early 20s, I had two completely different friends that were vegan. And I didn't understand, like, as an insensitive young man, and also as, you know, this was way back before that was, like, uh, you yeah. know, a, a common thing. Um, I just couldn't wrap my brain around. I go, wait, bro, you don't eat meat at all? And they're like, no. And I'm like, what? Like, I, I mean, I don't care, do you? But I just don't get it, you know? So, I would get drunk and we'd be out partying and I'd be like, hey, bro, you want to get some chicken wings? <laughs> and they'd be like, no, I don't do that. I'm like, come on, bro. <laughs> and on two different occasions, I and I feel terrible about it, about it now, but I made these dudes break. <laughs> so both these guys at points, we had we had beers one night and then he's like, all right, let's just get, you know, it's like that dude who who uh, doesn't, it's, it's like me with smoking weed. I don't smoke weed at all. But like once every 10 years, someone's like, come on, dude. I'm like, all right, I'll do it just once, you know? Like You're like the safe pusher though. I mean, it's a chicken wing. And you know, it's funny about that too, for somebody to break their veganness on a chicken <laughs> wing is you're literally, you're eating meat, meat off the bone. You know, you're, like, yeah. you're, you're doing it. It's very it. primal. Yeah, it's not a chicken nugget. It's off the bone, so. Yeah. And, and on both occasions, it, it was like not just one wing. It was like, they're like, I'll have one. And then they eat one wing. And the next thing you know, they're like, <laughs> and then the next day, they're like, well, what did I do? I can feel the meat in my system. And I'm like, bro, I'm so sorry. I thought I was doing you a favor. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you were doing them a favor. No, um, <laughs> you weren't lying when you said I have the chicken wing story. That is amazing. Thank you. Well, the, the one about the nose I, I tell on stage, but it's a much longer, yeah. uh, you know, bit on stage. I just told you the the very, the, the, the truest part of it, you know? But yeah, it, it's become a story that I've, I've told for over years because it was a very traumatizing thing that happened. And then finally I go, I got to figure out a way to tell this on stage. Yeah, yeah, you do. That's fantastic. Um, we were talking about like a chicken wing podcast, like for me, it started with like, I love wings, but I like the community communityness of food, you know? And if you think about every time you've had wings, you're probably with people you really like, you're celebrating. So I just thought it was a good way to bring people together. 100%. And it has been, has been, cause then, you know, when I go to festivals, when I go wherever, I'm like, get to know people over some wings. Like who's going to say no to that? You know, like, let's talk about you and let me, let's feed you, you know? Wings are the ultimate shareable, like, the, like hardly anyone orders wings and then, you know, hoards them to themselves. Like wings are the kind of thing where you're like, Hey, I want you to try this and see how good it is. You know? Yeah. I love that. Um, oh man. Fantastic. So what have I not, what have not, not asked you here? Well, you were asking me earlier before we start recording about cooking on the road and yes. And by the way, as a, you know, a newer comic, like that is your, your, the tour bus and all of that stuff just seems amazing. So I'd love to hear about it. And then how did you start smoking meats on the road? Because you know, who does that? Like, obviously you do that, but what's that all about? Well, so in the spirit of what we were saying earlier about how I've managed to combine all of my uh, hobbies and passions into each other, right? Uh, that's pretty much one of the most ultimate examples 
And I've just, you know, gotten really into the whole smoking meat and barbecue thing. I got a 900 pound smoker in my front yard. Can't take that on the road with me, obviously. And, uh, you know, I was just really, really um, getting, getting, I guess it was at the heart when I was really getting into it. And uh, I was with, with Bert on the tour bus and uh, we were going through Georgia and these guys from a company called Rectech came out to the show and uh, I just hijacked them in the green room. I'm like, wait, you guys work for a smoker company? And I started asking them questions, whatever. Well, they gave us a travel pellet smoker, which is a way more efficient way to smoke when you're on the road because, you know, it's not very safe to bring wood and ash and, and you know, fire and, and, and throw it in the bottom and the belly of the tour bus and hit the road, you know? Right. And it takes a lot longer and everything. So with this little pellet smoker, we could plug it in digitally, throw some pellets in there and get a great product, but turn it off, uh, pack it up and put it back under the tour bus. And go. So, you know, we, we pull into a city uh, when we're still sleeping and I wake up at like 7 a.m. and I'd go out and I'd set the, the smoker up on the loading dock or whatever theater we were at. And it, during the pandemic, it was driving movie theaters. So we were usually in a field somewhere. And I'd throw the brisket on and then I'd go pass back out and I'd wake up at noon, you know, and we'd all go to lunch and then I'd just check the brisket throughout the day. And then, uh, you know, normally we'd have a light meal before uh, a show, you know, you don't want to pig out before yeah. a show. So normally we would just like order some salads or make something inside, uh, you know, to, to, to get us through. And then when the shows were over late night, we had two or three IPAs in us and it's like 9 30, 10 PM at night. I go, guess what boys briskets ready. And we'd start slicing and just, you know, going to town eating and making concoctions. We make tacos or if we got some oh, yeah. uh, fresh tortillas from somewhere or, um, you know, we, we, now we got to the point where we were bringing a, because uh, Jesus was with us and Jesus likes to cook too. And then Steve Fury was with us at one point and Steve Fury likes to cook too. So we're all kind of bringing our own little, um, you know, specialties to what we like to make and, and, and build. So just using the, 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 you know, barbecue in salads or, or the barbecue in tortillas or, or tacos and, you know, and then chopping up the leftovers for breakfast burritos. So we do that too late night. We'll, uh, we'll get, we'll have the cast iron skillet and we'll make like breakfast burritos We'll nice. wrap them up, right, with the leftovers and everything. And then we'll wrap them in tinfoil and put them in the fridge. Yep. And then the next morning when you wake up a little hungover, uh, you you already have them pre-made and you just shove them in the microwave. And they're like, oh, man, we really hooked ourselves up here, you know? Yep. <laughs> so it's, so fun. it's smart. It's fun cooking on the road for a few reasons. One, because it's kind of like a, a, a reality show or a game show where you're like kind of like having to adapt to the surroundings and the situation and the ingredients you have available um, and the time fr time fr frames you have available. Um, but also it's fun because you're sourcing stuff as you go. Yeah. So, you know, when we were up in Colorado, I got some really nice fresh cut salmon and made some really nice salmon for everybody, smoked salmon. Um, when you're in Wisconsin, you get brats, you know, it's like whatever you can get as you yeah. go, you use. You know what, Dave, when you come to Phoenix, I got to get you a couple dozen of my mom's homemade flour tortillas. They're oh. amazing. Nothing better than uh, when someone hooks it up with real deal tortillas. They're good. They're good. Um, I just love that. And the, I mean, I can really see that turning into a show like on the Travel Channel or the Food Network. Have they come calling for you yet? I mean, we were very close. Let's put it that way. I, I, don't, I don't know what I'm allowed to say, but that's we, okay. No, that's so good. Like it's, um, it's in my brain. Let's put it that way. And I'm trying. Yeah. I, I, I hope you're right. 
Well, you know, we put it out there, it manifests and then it happens. But um, I think if you look at the whole picture, like it's such a good example of do what you love, you know, create, um, you know, and, and, and just being your true self and your niche will follow like people, your people will follow. And, and then it will, I don't know, you know, it, instead of trying to kind of, um, you know, go down paths, that's like, oh, people want to see this. So it's like, no, do what yep. you want to do, you know? Well, you brought it up earlier, and um, I, I've been hearing this from a lot of my peers that I respect and my friends and, and, you know, my comedy coworkers or whatever, but multiple people, the way they've been describing it is because, uh, you know, a lot of people, it's the first time I've seen them since the pandemic, and they go, Dave, man, the barbecue stuff you're doing is awesome. They go, you really found an authentic niche, you know, and, and, and you used that word earlier. And, and it's, I, I didn't mean to do it. It was something that legit was just organic because I like doing it. And you're right. It is an incredible niche that people know me for now. Right. And, uh, and, and I'm honored that people it's authentic because yeah, you're right. Like comics, like that's always the Holy grail is to find something that people can identify easier, easier identify. And as, especially as a 40 year old, straight white, married, white dude, uh, dad comic. I mean, you know, that's a pretty broad, uh, you know, niche these days, but it's who I am. And the barbecue just gives it uh, a little bit of edge. It gives it uh, something to connect with people who aren't dads themselves, you know. Um, it, it's something where someone can, who's a 21-year-old college student, can message me and be like, hey, I'm cooking steaks. I don't have a clue how to do it. And then I can give them a little advice, a little dad advice, you know. Whereas yeah. I don't think they would just hit me up out of the blue and be like, Hey, I think you're funny, but I don't have anything else to really talk to you about, you know? Yeah, um, it's a service. It's a fun way to connect with people for sure. That's so good. I'm so happy for you. Congratulations. Good. I, I wish you all Thanks. the best. Um, what an exciting conversation. I want to know as we wrap things up, Dave, um, what would your last meal be? Now, I don't know if you're on death row or what's going on. Won't worry about that. But your last meal, what would it be? And, you know, I wonder if I would want to cook it myself or if I would want it prepared <laughs> for me. Because I, I think my answer would have been very different a few years ago. Yeah. Because uh, I, I wasn't really a guy who, who cared. I, I always liked cooking breakfast. When I was a kid, I used to romanticize about the, um, the when, when I'd go on vacation with my family and we'd be, it'll be a business trip. We'd be in a nice hotel and that omelet chef guy was there. I'd always I love be an like, omelet bar. Yeah. Yeah. I'd always be like, I kind of want to be that guy when I grow up, you have all the ingredients just out and you're making everyone happy, you know, like, but uh, <laughs> I, I think, I think now at this point, I think I would want to cook it myself. And the easy answer is like beef ribs or something like that. But Mary, I got to tell you, I made something last week as like an experiment and I think it might be a go-to meal. All right, let's do that. Here we go. <laughs> this is what I made last week, and I think it would make a perfect last year. So there's this trend going on now of something called a chaffle, and it's a yeah. cheese waffle. Yeah. So, so I made a cheese waffle in my waffle iron, and then I made pulled pork, and I put a scoop, an ice cream scoop of pulled pork on the chaffle, and then drizzled the sauce on it awesome so delicious and then i think i would have uh an ipa off to the side and a nice glass of red wine uh and then i think i would have a chocolate milkshake Ooh, right yeah. in the middle so i think i think that would that would do me 
you know, there is something um, ironic about a last meal being like a smoked meat because it takes a long time. So you'd really be like, <laughs> hey, I'm, not the going, process. Yeah, I'm going out. I'm going to. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. The chaffles are really good. I'm still trying to get the right. Um, it seems like a little bit of a science too to get it to crisp. Um, I've been doing eggs with the cheese. And then kind of layering it that way, but um, you know what I want to do? This is gonna this is gonna be a. I'll just throw the secret out there. <laughs> I wanna. I started thinking about it after the day I made that chaffle and that thing. I go. I want to get some mac and cheese and just put mac and cheese in a waffle iron and see what that comes out like. Because that could be a really fun vehicle to throw some pulled pork on top of and just chow down on. Yeah, I feel like all of this needs like one jalapeno on top. Ooh, one little like like oh that'd be a good idea to mix like every chaffle or mac every mac and cheese waffle has one little hidden like jalapeno in it or something in it that it's like that's the golden bite you take a bite you go oh i got it a golden bite um because i think the chaffle thing came from like keto people and so the one of the recipes i saw that i really wanted to make it was like the cheese um jalapeno cream cheese so it was like a popper in the chaffle form so oh man um, cream cheese you know i never was a big cream cheese guy but at the very beginning of the pandemic i booked the <laughs> philadelphia cream cheese commercial where i played myself in my front yard smoking a cheesecake in my smoker and uh and so then they they gave me so much cheese or cream cheese to do that commercial so i became a, a cream cheese guy let me tell you open my world up to put cream cheese on a grilled cheese sandwich delicious Okay, that commercial was so cool. That was so cool to see. And I was like, wait a second, what? <laughs> cream cheese is so good. Have you done the, and I might sound ignorant asking you this, but have you done that one where you do the queso in the smoker? You just throw the ingredients? Uh, I've uh, seen on TikTok a bunch. I haven't done a lot of uh, cheese. I'd like to get into it. And then you can get into cold smoking where you're, you're smoking actual blocks of cheese and stuff like that. There's so much stuff that I yeah. still haven't even tackled yet. People smoke salt. People smoke oh, almonds. Yeah. People smoke, um, I make your own beef jerky. Um, smoked ice is a thing now where you put a tray of water in there and, and then the smoke gets in the water and then you freeze it in the ice cubes. For your put bourbon. Yeah, yep. that would be amazing. Yeah, lots of stuff I still haven't even gotten to uh, in this world. <laughs> So exciting. Thank you so much. I could, <laughs> we could go on for, for forever, uh, but I'll let you go because you've got so much to do, but um, where can people follow you and just remind us where to get that um, dry rub, that rub. Yeah, you got it. So the social media that I'm the most active is Instagram at Dave W comedy. Um, I love when people tag me in their own barbecue posts and I get to like, see what people are making and cooking. And you know, it's funny combining my worlds too is uh, since I'm a coach by nature, you know, uh, that coach water polo. Um, I really feel like, like when people ask me advice and stuff on, on barbecue, like, I don't always know the right answer, but I love just being a cheerleader for them being a coach where I'm like, uh, I'm like, Hey man, I don't know how that's going to turn out, but I believe in you. You should do it. You know, like, let me know how it comes up. Like, like, I'm like, uh, I just like being encouraging for, and so many people, like, I, I didn't know it could have an impact like that, but so many people are like, Hey man, you're the one who gave me like the, 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 the bravery to like really try a brisket. They're like, I was scared to try it or, Hey man, like you really pushed me to get a smoker because I, I thought that like you had to be an expert to do it. But like, I saw that, like, you know, I should just try it and now I'm pretty good at it. And, you know, so I, I like being like that guy for people too, you know, support supporting people yeah. and giving it a go. That's all they need. That's all we need. It's just here's, a the thing with, here's the best thing with barbecue. 
is it's really hard to completely screw it up. It might not come out perfect or melt in your mouth like you want it to, but worst case scenario, you chop it up and you make a sandwich out of it, or you chop it up and you put it in the next day, right? Like you're not, you're not going to ruin it. Like, you know, um, so at Dave W comedy on Instagram, I'm also the on same, same handle on Twitter and you can find me on Facebook and uh, YouTube, um, which I'm going to start leaning into my YouTube a little more because people have been asking me to do in, uh, instructionals and stuff. But then uh, my website, DaveWavesOfComedy.com, you can see all the tour dates, including Phoenix, which is going to be a fun one. And so here's the format of the tour, too. I'm going to be performing in these barbecue restaurants. I'm going to do 45 minutes to an hour of stand-up, which I'm excited to do uh, headline sets again. It's been a while. And uh, just like evolving new stories and new jokes uh, to have the time to do that. And then the after the stand-up, we're going to do 20 to 30 minutes of a Q&A with the audience, me, and whoever the hosting uh, pit master or restaurant owner is, right? So the guy that you were saying earlier, they're really nice people. That dude's going to join me on stage at the end. And then um, some other barbecue personalities, if they happen to be in the city, might pop by. And then that way, like the people can ask like there, it's just like my, it's like my DMS on my Instagram. People could be like, Hey man, I'm thinking about buying a smoker. What do you recommend for your first time? And Oh, what should I, you know, how did you start your own barbecue restaurant? And they could tell that story or, you know, I think we're going to get some really good stuff uh, for that. And just so uh, your listeners know too, uh, I'm bringing two people with me who just graduated from Arizona state film school. Um, So they're a boyfriend, girlfriend that I became friends with. They were fans. And then I became friends with them. Um, so they just graduated. So I'm going to bring them with me to film the whole thing. Um, and, uh, I'm, I've got a, a GoFundMe that I'm launching in the next day or two in order to kind of help alleviate the costs of, of bringing them with me. Um, and, uh, you can win your own smoker. You could win uh, barbecue packs of meat showing up to your door. You can bid on having me come to your house and put on a show and uh, cook for you at your house. So there's gonna be all kinds of prizes that you can get on there. Uh, if you want to uh, help support this cool little tour that I'm doing. And the other thing too is when I put this tour together, I didn't want to be like, you know, the way it used to be where it'd be like, well, I'm only going to do a show if we can sell 200 tickets and we actually make money on it. I just wanted to say yes to any restaurant that wanted to host it and try something cool. So some of them right now, even with the COVID restrictions or they're just a small place in general, they can only hold like 30 people. Yeah. So I'm not going to make money (laughs) going to that city. So, you know, that way we can do this little raffle to make some extra money um, to just make the tour happen and do as many stops along the way as I can. And, and if you want me to come to your city and you have a good restaurant, I'm going to be adding dates as I'm going even. So message me if you think there's a good place I should stop. Oh and my gosh. That's, that's the gist of it. So comedy.com comedy. All right. I'll put it in the notes. That is so good. I I'm so pumped. And like, when do you sleep? Cause you're, you're doing so much, Dave. <laughs> Man. Good question. Uh, it ain't going to be the next two months. I'll tell you that it's going to be a lot of driving and a yeah. lot of, uh, uh, cause we're promoting, producing and performing, you know, it's like, it's, it's going to be rough, but I'll sleep in July. I, I, when I talk to you, I really feel like that old, that saying of like, do something you love and you'll never work a day in your life. And I feel like you don't work at all. I mean, you work really <laughs> hard, but it's like, it's <laughs> you love so much. Yeah. It feels like hard work, but I don't mind it. It's, it's when it's, when it's something that you like doing, yeah. uh, it's easier to tackle it for sure. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. We will see you on this tour. We appreciate you and um, everybody go get some, uh, go get some of Dave's rub and make sure you see him on tour. Thank you for listening to wings with friends. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.